Welcome to episode 47 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. We just watched Luke Cage, 13 episodes uh, all in one shot over the weekend. I'm like, I'm yeah. kind of fried. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing, the funny thing is, is that we actually said that we were going to split the episode into two parts because we didn't think we would actually be able to... Uh, to watch all 13 episodes. We were only supposed to yeah. watch five. Um, after the first night, I think I was on like six. I yeah, like, me too. Already done <laughs> five so easily. I finished, um, I think it was like last night or something like that. Like I watched it throughout the day here and there when I got a chance. I even like when I was at the gym Saturday afternoon, I was watching, watching the show while I was walk uh, running on the treadmill and also when I was riding the bike but anyway <laughs> it's um that was it was pretty good um I didn't really know a lot about Luke Cage before watching that show or what seeing him on Jessica Jones the year before like I remember him being like this like person with super strength and he was almost like superman but he couldn't fly kind of thing um but so when I watched the show, I actually went back and kind of looked at his background a little bit to kind of see like where it tied into the show or what they used and whatnot. But basically some of it was, um, was pretty on par with the comic book. They just kind of changed some things around. Um, like he, his backstory was like, he, I don't think he became a cop though, but he, he was starting to become a thug. Like he was like, you know, working with his brother, like working, with gangsters and stuff like that. And then he kind of stopped doing that because it's like his family was getting upset. So like he stopped and, uh, or maybe it was his friend. I can't remember if it was a brother. They turned the brother into a friend or friend into the brother or something like that. But anyway, like his friend started dating Riva who like he eventually marries himself in, in the show. Um, but he was dating Riva and then the brother or the friend, um, like did something bad in the mob or got hurt or something like that. And Reva couldn't stand to be with him anymore. So she kind of like, uh, sought out Luke and was like comforted by him. And this kind of pissed his friend off to the point where like he planted a large amount of heroin on him. And that got Luke in jail, like for a long, long time. And so like he's in jail and he's pissed off and, you know, and eventually like he gets hurt and, and then he gets put in that, like cellular that regeneration experiment or whatever that doc doctor was doing. We'll get into that later. But like one of the prison guards inside there, he pissed off. And so when he went in for the experiment, the guard snuck in there and like jacked up the, whatever the frequency or did something and made the experiment. Like basically he thought he was going to kill him, but it ended up making his skin super strength to the point where like you can't puncture it and whatnot. And we see kind of that in the show and, um, and then he becomes like a hero for hire and he's, and they nickname him power man. And he, he has ties to iron fists. And I think eventually he, he marries Jessica Jones and has a daughter. That's again, this is all like in the comic books has been around for a long time since he's been around since the seventies. He had ties with like uh, fantastic four and Tony Stark, Ant-Man. I think he once dated uh she Hulk. <laughs> um, it's so bizarre. And also like he, I think he's one of the Avengers that doesn't sign the registration act. 
And um, so he sides with Captain America and eventually joins Captain America in, I think, what they call the Secret Avengers, um, which I was kind of curious about that, but I didn't go down that rabbit hole just yet. But um, so anyway, he does have tires, the Iron Fist. And how I figure that out is through the comic books, apparently, during the 70s, there was that huge uh, black exploitation uh, movie craze that they did. And then that started to die down. And so Luke Cage's comic was starting to die down as well. So they added Iron Fist to the comic book and they like went on adventures together and all that. So now I'm really excited for the iron fist, uh, show. Um, it'd be really interesting to see if they put those two together, like they become friends and fight together. But anyway, that's just loosely Luke Cage's background. I didn't know any of that because I didn't think he was a really a major character or anything like that. And he does, it does mention somewhere that he, that they formed the defenders, but it didn't really say like who was part of the defenders or whatever. I didn't really go into that, but, um, anyway, so that's, that's his, uh, background. Um, what was your, what was your initial reaction? Like when, when you were watching the show or when you finished it and we're going to go into spoiler territory big time here. So if you haven't yeah. watched the um, show, get on Netflix and watch it. So really quickly before I give an initial reaction, I'm gonna I'm gonna just give other people's reaction to it really quick. We'll go through the okay. Rotten Tomatoes ratings and how it stands against um, how it stands versus uh, all the other shows that are out for Marvel Netflix. I'm not okay. gonna compare it to I'm not gonna compare it to to Agents of Shield or any of the other ones, which I think that's it. But um, I'm not gonna compare it to that. So anyway, so right now Luke Cage is sitting at 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wow. Yeah, it's pretty high. So how that how that fares is the two seasons of Daredevil is ninety eight percent and seventy five percent, and Jessica Jones is ninety three percent. So wow. right now, according to all the ratings, Luke Cage is uh, second in you know in rankings of the first uh, initial season seasons of all through these shows. And I think I'm on par with that. I'm, I'm right there. I like it better than Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. um, but I don't like it better than the first season of Daredevil. Um, no, me but there are, there are things in this show that I like a lot better. Um, and I'm not sure if that's because I was tainted a little bit from the second season. So uh, of Daredevil, but I definitely, definitely love this show. Um, it is freaking good. And the only thing that sucks is that I finished it in two days. <laughs> yeah, totally. Got to wait a long time now. So, anyway, you want to run through the cast really quickly? Um, nobody like really major. I mean, we got like if you've watched a, a lot of TV like we do, you mm-hmm. know that it has like uh, Theo Rossi in it, who's from uh, Sons of Anarchy, which he kind of almost yes. plays the same character, just a lot more ballsy here. Yes. Um, of course, Rosario Dawson comes back as the night nurse, um, which they actually do use that term in the show, which was pretty cool. Yes. Um, I, I don't know this guy's name. His, I don't know how to say his first name. Mahershala Ali? Oh, Mahershala Ali. He plays uh, Cottonmouth. He was awesome. I remember him from a show called, the, a short-lived show, I think it was only two seasons long, called The 4400 on USA. Yes, and you could have watched that on Netflix right now, too. Yeah, yeah, and um, it was canceled before it really got going, which really sucked because I invested a lot of time in that show. 
<laughs> and uh, left with a cliffhanger. Um, that was the first time I'd ever seen that guy in anything. But when I saw him in this, he was completely different, which is one of the testaments to knowing whether or not the person can act. Is yeah. like he didn't seem like that fighter pilot from the first, uh, from my first uh, uh, knowing of him from the forty four hundred. Mm-hmm. So completely different character, and I thought he played him really well too. Um, he was sympathetic in certain ways, especially when they started going into his background. Yes. Um, let's see. Simone Missick plays Misty Knight. Oh, uh, she man, was fucking phenomenal. Her. She was loved so her. good. Um, and then, of course, Mike Coulter's Luke Cage. I don't really remember him in a lot of stuff. He was in, he was in some movies that I've seen, but I don't remember him in them. So no, I guess he never made a big impression, impression on me, or I just missed uh, who he was. Until now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy's fucking... Like, I, I, I think when we reviewed Jessica Jones, like this... Um, we said like, wow, they got a, the perfect guy for Luke Cage, but then they expanded it, you know, to this, and it's just fucking awesome, so perfect. I I like the way they they told the story because we they did it without really like every story always has like an origin story and all that shit. I just really like the way they told this because we saw Luke Cage last year, and they just continued that from this year. Basically, he just. He after the bar blew up, he left. He kind of went into hiding and went. And, you know, he was at Pops for what six or seven months or something like that. Five and so I kind of working at Pops. Yeah, and they kind of went as orange as a story, but they did it in a way where he had he was telling like kind of a backstory here and there. They'd give you little pieces here and there. But and I like that storytelling. They didn't. They didn't. Um, they didn't tell you the background or how he became. Uh, Power Man or you know or Luke Cage until like later on in, in the episodes. Yeah. So they didn't do it. They, there's no origin from the very beginning. I yeah, guess when you're I doing dug a TV that. Show, you can, I guess when you're doing a TV show like this, um, you can plan it out that one. You don't have to do it in the first half of the movie like most origin movies do it. Yeah. If I, if I had one complaint, I would uh, – the last episode. <laughs> I don't know. We, we, we could go into like the whole show and then talk about the last episode. But my initial reaction to watching that – last episode was there were some parts in there that was really, really weak. I thought I, I didn't like the, the end fight with Diamondback. I thought that was really bizarre. And then the way it ended, um, I don't know if you want, well, I guess we could probably go into that now. Well, bit, you, well, actually I, f- I forgot somebody that was a major cast member that when you said the ending, uh, it made me think of her, uh, was the woman who played Mariah Dillard, Alfrey, uh, Woodard. Oh, Alfred Woodard. Holy crap. She was awesome, she was, too. Yeah. Um, wow, did she sink into that role? Um, yeah. I, I, she she played somebody that, like, I, I think I despised her more than Diamondback. Yes. Um, by the ending, you really disliked her. And she became her. So she they mentioned that her aunt, because um, her and Cottonmouth were cousins, cousins and they grew up right. together. And they had an aunt Mabel who would beat the shit out of them and, and, you know, but like kind of train them to be thugs, I guess. But Alfred Woodward actually, she wanted to go a different direction, go into politics. I thought, I thought that was her mother and it was Cottonmouth's aunt. Oh, maybe you're right. Cause maybe he, they did adopt him, but they were awful to him. They taught him like they made him shoot his dad and like fucking yeah. her uncle, uncle Pete or whatever. And like made him do all sorts of shit. And he became, so he is pretty sympathetic. And then like the way he dies is really fucked up. Um, yeah. What's what's weird is that, is that they were like on opposite spectrums, right? Like he wanted to be the good one in the beginning. Right. 
and mm-hmm. but ended up being the bad one. She wanted to, she had it in her to be the bad one, but she ended up being the good one in the beginning and then ended up bad. It flip like, flopped. It's, it's like, yeah, it completely yeah. flip flopped, and she was way worse, completely way worse. Yeah, than he could have been. But you know, shades was it shades or someone was telling her that her full potential hasn't come out, like it's going to come out, like the the that evil or whatever it is inside of her is going to come I out. I think it at was shades. Shades when she gets to that first. Yes. And uh, just really good storytelling. I mean, there's really good writing, really good storytelling. It was just that last episode really bugged me, but not enough to poo-poo the whole show. But it was kind of weak compared to the rest of it, I thought. The first five episodes are just fucking phenomenal. They're just so good. Well, the, um, f- the last episode has some of the biggest teasers in it. Or some of the teasers yes. eggs in it. Easter eggs, so big time. geeked out. Like she mentioned, like a, she knew a lawyer like a few episodes back. But when she actually said she was going to call a lawyer that she knows, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is so awesome!" I was like, it, I, "I was, I thought like maybe at one point he might have shown up, like Matt Marnock was going to show up." Um, did you pick up on the fact that when she left the police station or whenever she uh, picked up a flyer on a on a pole? that had like karate on it. I, I didn't go back to it, but I was wondering if that was, uh, uh, iron fist. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's, it's really possible. I mean, yeah, the, the night does the night nurse, the one that, that mentions the lawyer that's yeah. uh played by Trinity, right? By uh what's her name? Um, from the matrix. Rosario Dawson. No, Rosario Dawson. No, no, no. But the lawyer, Oh no, the no, lawyer no, no. She's she, she was, to. she was referring to Matt Murdoch. Oh, Matt Murdoch. Uh, I forget. I forgot about that. Duh. Uh, because yeah, Jessica Jones, the lawyer, is the Trinity. The the what's her name? Trinity from. Um, or she wasn't a lawyer. She's a business person. I thought. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember now. But uh, yeah, Matt Murdock. I remember that. He alluded to him. To him. I did kind of think at some point he might show up. This is the first time you really see Rosario Dawson a lot compared to the other shows. Like yeah. um, Jessica Jones, she showed up for one episode for a few minutes, and then like. She showed up quite a bit in Daredevil season one and two, but this time around, she played a huge part, yeah, um, in the whole thing. And she's a badass. loved her even more. Yeah, I loved her even more after this. Uh, after yeah, this show or after this. Yeah, after the show, um, her run, her run as Night Nurse in Luke Cage is so much better than the first season of Daredevil, and she fucking was so awesome in the first season of Daredevil. So if that gives you any inclination of how good Rosario Dawson is in Luke Cage, that should tell you something. Yeah, it was really, really well done, their relationship and all that. And um, but So go back to that last episode. The the thing that also kind of sucked is, like, they nothing nothing really got resolved. Because everybody who ended up who was well, supposed to get punished, though. It, but see it, it anybody, like a, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Well, it, anybody that like um, was a bad guy didn't get punished. Like Alfred Woodward, she she got off. Diamondback didn't get killed. He actually ends up with the doctor that right. created Luke Cage. So you know yeah. that something's going to happen there. And then like Shades is alive too. Like nobody, and then Luke is going back to jail. So it essentially nothing got resolved. Like it, it's like the whole show is starting all over again. You True. know, like but the file. The file was found though. The yes, file was found by that guy. Oh yeah, that's right. 
That's right. So, I mean, he's going to get out of jail and have to battle. He's probably going to battle a new bad guy next time and then have to deal with the other shit, too. But I wonder if they're going to send him to the same. I wonder if they send him to the same spot as Kingpin is in. Because he's mentioned. That that would be uh, that would be perfect. Um, Fisk is mentioned in the show. So there's a there's a ton of Easter eggs in the show. Fisk is mentioned. And so is the Chinese gang in that show in, in Daredevil, too. Yes. Because they, those were one of the heads of the family that didn't show up to that meeting because it was like a throwaway line. They're like, the Chinese the Chinese are doing something on their own or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that's a Daredevil reference. This was also the first time – well, not the first time, but it's the first time they used a lot of references toward the Avengers because oh, they talked yeah, about major. they talked about the incident. They talked about – there was that kid on the sidewalk who videotapes everything, and he's like – yeah, I've got you know your Thor here, or not the guy with the hammer. I got the, the dude in the suit, the guy with the shield. Like he didn't say them by name, but he mentioned or the guy that gets green and you know he mentioned like all the Avengers. Um, they drop Justin Hammer's name, and I, and I was like, that name sounds so familiar. A and I was like, oh, they dropped his name. Iron Man two, like he's the right. guy that yeah hired the Russian dude to build the suits, and yeah, there was a lot of I mean. Uh, Chitari tech, that was big too because isn't that what Diamondback was using to fight Luke Cage? I thought it well, it is alien technology, but it comes from Hammer Tech. I think so it's somehow, but I, but I think it's I, left over from the incident. I think they mentioned the incident, which is the you know, the, the Chitari do, but that the, came the metal, the metal is alien, but mm-hmm. how they how they forge the weapons or the, the guns in the suit is from Hammer Tech, so. Somehow yeah. Justin Hammer's somehow Justin Hammer's company got their hand on Chitar metal um, and technology yes. and decided to make their own weapons, um, and that's basically how like Diamondback comes in the ending of that with the with that suit, which was pretty cool because um, it 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 borderlined cheesy, but it didn't. I I loved how they almost had like a seventies or sixties look to the to the suit, but didn't at the same time. Like mm-hmm. they updated it. Really well, and tease the 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 sweater or whatever the shirt he wore in the comic books underneath the suit, which was pretty cool. Yeah, they did have some references to like you know Cage's because uh, he he was wears like a like a yellow and black suit, but like at some point he wears like a yellow and black hoodie. I think like he's constantly wearing yeah, hoodies, yeah. and and also I love when he's just like God damn it, he's like another sweater. Like he has to keep. Switching clothes out all the time because he keeps getting well. When shot. he when in the scene where he escapes the prison, they have him in that like tiara that is from the straight from the comic books, and mm-hmm. the shirt he steals off the clothesline and the pants mm-hmm. is identical to what if if you actually brought Paige to screen, that's what he would look like wearing that, and it looked ridiculous that's awesome. because because he he looked in the mirror or something and like he says like sweet Christmas or something like that because like it like he uses it in a different way. <laughs> I love that. He said that a little too much toward the end, but I liked whenever he did it. It was kind of like the yeah, because it comes out like nowhere. It, it's kind of like in Quantum Leap, and every time he says "Oh boy," yeah, I, I like that catchphrase. And I think at one point he said "Sweet Sister" too. He didn't. He like kind of <laughs> changed a little bit. That's that's totally awesome. Um, so what do you think? So the plot to me, I thought was pretty good. I didn't think it was really. I mean, it's like you know. I've seen it before, but it, this was kind of done in a different way because it's a superhero movie or TV show. But essentially, it's like you had 
people that were really jealous of him because he was like, you know, the golden child. He was the, the child that everyone liked. And so like, you know, Diamondback, nobody really liked him. Nobody really liked Cottonmouth and all these people kind of grew up together and they all were in the same neighborhood. I liked some of the messages that they said, you know, like at Pop's place, it was like a neutral zone. And like he always said, like, you know, this is a place you can come and, and it's like Switzerland. You can come here and you can relax and get your hair cut and talk and and then go back out into the world. And and then the message that he always told Cage was, you know, move forward, always never go back. You know, um, so there were some pretty cool messages in there. What well, did you think? Well, we we got to yeah. talk about the social issue that's in the show, too. I mean, mm. towards the end of the show, it's it's major, right? They basically take Trayvon Martin's um, tragedy and put it into Luke Cage. At least that's what I got from it, right? Because it was okay. there was reference to hoodie, right? And that's okay. what Trayvon Marfin, Martin was was wearing when he was shot by that guy, right? So, so they mention the fact that like everyone that he's wearing that the police are looking for a giant black man in a hoodie. So, oh yeah. So what I thought about that was like it was amazing to to do it that way in a sense like because you didn't even think about it because they kind of slowly did it and he always wore yeah. a hoodie just because it was like it was one of the very few things that he could find that were that big to fit him because he's fucking huge right and you never think twice about it because he even wore hoodies in like the I think he wore hoodies in Jessica Jones but I'm not sure but uh, I don't remember I think he just wore tight shirts <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> well, he wasn't hiding at that point. I think every every shirt that he wears is tight because he's just gigantic. <laughs> anyway, but like the the whole hoodie thing, kind of you know, he was wearing it from the very first episode, and it wasn't like a shock, you know. But all of a sudden, when the cops were looking for him, then all of a sudden, this social thing kind of pl- like kind of made a right turn in on you and be like, "Hey, check this shit out!" Like, right. know, the superhero that you've been watching wearing a hoodie this whole time, trying to do good. We're going to put it in your face of the social issue that you know about a black man in a hoodie that the cops are looking for. Right. You know, so, so I that's thought that good, was pretty that's awesome. That's a good catch. Yeah, that's a good catch. I didn't really think about that. And I thought it was great where the, you know, the people of Brooklyn kind of like what was happening here when everybody was wearing a hoodie and taking selfies and posting on Twitter and Facebook for, um, for Trayvon Martin's, uh, issue or his tragedy. Um, Everybody in Brooklyn started wearing the hoodies with the bullet, but the bullet holes in it, right? So it was like almost the same thing, where they were trying to raise awareness for Trayvon, <laughs> but in the, in the show they're trying to hide Luke Cage. That is so cool. I wonder they were probably filming this when all that shit was going on last no, year. No, no, right? no. This was years ago with Trayvon. It was like a year or two ago. So, uh, okay. so no, this is what Trayvon was was well before they started. Uh, filming gotcha. the show so it, gotcha. it had to be something they were trying to weave into it well um, it was really well done because yeah it that was a pretty big deal there's there is i mean there's a, the the cast is complete i mean it's mostly made up of african-americans and you have some latino characters in there but um unbelievable acting across the board like every single person on there was absolutely captivating and amazing and like sunk into their roles uh, there wasn't one person I can think of. Maybe Diamondback a little bit, where they were a little over the top, but yeah, most, I got that but too. but everybody was just was awesome, especially towards um, the end. Yeah, because like he was this mysterious figure, and he was like every time they would mention his name, Shades would mention his name, Cottonmouth would like quiet down, and you're like, well, shit, this Diamondback guy must be really fucking like major. And then when he shows up, he's 
I mean, he's a little menacing and, and whatnot, but but he's a little bit over the top. Um, and then the ending felt to me like it was any like uh, any which way but loose. You know, the the fight between Clint Eastwood and the and the last yeah. guy and the it, other it guy. Didn't, it, it didn't come close to the Kingpin Daredevil fight of season one. No, no, it didn't. Um, um, one of the things I want to mention too um, that um, we had talked about beforehand was. Um, one of the things that, well, my opinion about it is, is that they captured Harlem and the, and the feel of New York just as well as season one of daredevil season two, for some reason to me, didn't feel that way because there was so much jumping around um, with flashbacks and shit like that. But the first season of daredevil, like really wanted to capture like hell's kitchen, even though some of it, I'm not sure is actually filmed in that area. Right. But, um, but they really captured like the feel of Harlem in the show. Um, and I, I didn't check the locations that they filmed at, but but man, it felt like it, it felt like Harlem. I've been to Harlem a few times, and it, that this show felt like Harlem. That's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of like another character. You know, they really yeah. treat those locations, um, even in Jessica Jones too. Like they treat those locations like a character. They're just really gritty and grimy, and you know, a lot of shit. Well, these goes are called. I mean, these these Marvel uh, defenders that they're trying to make they're they're always called like street avengers right they're street level heroes they're not yeah big even though luke cage has the power to actually help the you know the avengers um he is a street level you know superhero like like yes. Daredevil. he's like daredevil would you know wouldn't really be much help against the chitauri in, in this in this case <laughs> well i guess any more than what black widow could do you know, I guess, but true. I would like, um, well, yeah, you're, you know, you're right. They don't, they don't play up his superpowers as much in the TV show as like in the comic books. Like, um, yeah, they, they go a little bit bigger in the comic books than they do. than they do here. Somehow he has these superpowers and it doesn't feel like superpowers. Right. In the show. Yeah. And I like that. I, I don't, I don't want over the top, like crazy weird stuff. Like I, I want it to be as grounded as you possibly can without, you know, like obviously they can't get these superpowers or whatever, but I just like the way they do it. And I like the way that they actually found a way to, to hurt him. You know, they had the Judas bullet and they were able to like penetrate his skin with that. And it fucked him up for a little bit until they figured out how to get it out, which that scene was just like really hair raising. And they were trying to figure out how to get that, you know, the shrapnel out. That was really right. crazy. Yeah, um, but uh, I like that, you know, and even in the, in Jessica Jones, he gets shot in the head, you know, with the shotgun blast and that rattles his cage, you know, pun intended. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I like the fact that, you know, they have figured out a way with Luke Cage. Cause like when, when they announced Luke Cage, I was like, well, what's this going to be like? He can't be fucking killed. You know what I mean? It's just like Wolverine guy can't be killed, but they figured out a way to kind of make him vulnerable in other ways and also vulnerable physically. I mean, they figured it out. And so I was really satisfied with that. I like that because you don't, you don't want a whole 13 episode show where he's just walking in a room, they're shooting at him and he just fights everyone and he wins every time that gets boring. So I like, I like the way they, they did things and they, they kind of like did this thing also where he would go off to save somebody and the girls, you know, were like kind of left alone and you're thinking, Oh shit, they're left alone. But they handled themselves too. Like yeah. the, the women in this show are fucking badasses too. And, yep. um, I love that, you know, they didn't need 
you know, Luke saves them once in a while, but they were able to take care of themselves as well. Yeah, so, they do a really good job of of trying to in in, mo, in so far in the TV shows they they've done a really good job in portraying um strong women, which is always good. Um uh, good and bad women, you know, the Right, right. Like they, they show the good. Like I mean even in the first season of Daredevil they had um what's her name? Fuck. Uh the the woman that uh uh, Karen, Karen Page. Oh yeah, um, they the have her really like well, a strong. Even even though something when you meet her, something bad has has happened to her. You know, she gets over it and steps up and becomes yeah. like kind of like the rock of that relationship in the first season between yes. uh, him and Foggy. So yeah, every 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 even the the blonde in Jessica Jones what is her name Trish Trish Walker. I think her name is yeah. In the show. Yes. She ends up like being a strong, like, even though there's something wrong that happened to her. Um, she, has, but they, like, but a they turn it into it. But they turn, they turn um, a bad situation into, you know, something positive. Um, right. But but whether or not that's going to get him killed, get them killed, or hurt, or whatever later on is to be seen. But they kind of like are hinting that you know some things are going to happen in the future. But. You know what it's, I liked uh, about this show the most about the Easter egg stuff um, mm. because we were just talking about the other shows. What I loved the most about this show is that they re- they referenced the the stuff enough where you would expect it to be referenced in real life if fucking the skies opened up and aliens all of a sudden showed up, <laughs> right. or you lived or you lived in a world where there was an Iron Man, a Thor. A Jessica Jones, you know, like you, you you reference that shit because like, why would you not talk about it? I mean, could you imagine like in this real world right now that we live in, if fucking like Hulk showed up, like we would be talking about it like every fucking episode. It'd be like, I'm not going to talk about fucking, I'm not going to talk about like Gotham. Why would I talk about Gotham when there's an actual Hulk? You know, like, (laughs) so... So, like, that's what I loved about the show is that they didn't treat Easter eggs like, oh, I'm just going to mention this shit, you know, just to, you know, you know, tease the the plastered across out there. Yeah, yeah, like they mentioned it like it was like real world shit, like somebody's pawning videos, right? Of fucking or you know, selling videos <laughs> of of the incident. You know what I mean? Like I expect yeah. that in New York City. Um, well, we I mean, live in that culture where we're videotaping shit day in and day out on our phones, so it made yeah, sense. but it was it was like referenced like it, it actually happened, you know, because like Harlem's not far from you know wherever the Stark Tower right. is. Right? Yeah, they it's probably saw far. it from there. But even if yeah. you're in California, you'd still reference that shit. Oh yeah. Well, we <laughs> still re- we still talk about nine eleven all the time, and you know, and that was a one time thing. I mean, imagine if we had you know whether we're in Metropolis and that machine is like ripping up Metropolis or. Or you're in the Marvel world, and you know, and a hole opens up in the in the sky. Yeah, we're going to talk about it a lot, you know, for years and years and years to come. Um, Slakovia is, you know, falls from the from the sky and crash on the ground, and I'm sure everyone's talking. You know, it just goes on and on and on. But I I do like the fact that they reference that stuff because that's something we all would do. I mean, just like we're referencing football games or this and that all the time, or movies we watch. So right. they did they did use that pretty well in the show and it also made it feel like it's part of the universe. Like it like I see where they're going with this just like what they did with the Avengers. I kind of like the the Marvel shows better like on TV. 
Well, they have they have more than you know two hours to flush out. Right, they have more time to tell to yeah to develop the character and the world around them. So, by the time they get you know to Iron Fist next year and then the Defenders, the whole world's going to be finally realized. It's all going to all going to come together. And and DC's doing a bang up job on that on the on the CW as well. So, you know, it's um, TV's really fucking killing it right now. Um, all right, so let's let's move into. Let's move into um, our ratings. I don't think we've ever done a ratings with a TV show yet. This will be no, the first one. But I definitely, if it's out of five, I'm going fry for five. Uh, five lights, uh, five chainsaws for me, for sure. Okay, what's your um, diversity rating? Uh, I, I'm going to say plethora. I mean, I know it's mostly probably, you know, one, one uh, race, but it doesn't, I mean, it, they're so fucking good. Um, that you don't you don't care and uh, you don't need white people running around there. Um, um, I think there's some like maybe some Hispanic and Latino culture as well, but everyone is so fucking good and um, yeah, definitely definitely a plethora for me. Um, let's I'm gonna go five lightsabers too, um, and this one's tough for diversity because it's set in a in a in a place where. There's not too much, as far as I know, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't. Rem- I haven't visited Harlem in like probably twenty years, maybe more. Oh wow! But um, but I lived in I lived in areas where uh, it wasn't like Harlem, but it was not a great areas um, to live in. But it's tough because they they what I loved about this show so much is that it captured the feel of Harlem. Um, like the soul of it too, with the basketball court from the very first episode, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, and how big sports and outdoor sports are out there. Um, to the music, oh my god, the fucking music that they play in the show is phenomenal the, too. Probably the best out of all the shows so far. Yeah, I, I like the I like the animation in Daredevil more, but I love the music in luke cage more than both shows or or, or yes yeah the other two shows i love the music that they have here it's like part of the show and it really sets you it, it almost does the same thing as like um uh, guardians of the galaxy sets the tone for the entire movie mm-hmm. uh, when you first watch the movie that the music kind of sets the tone of where you are even if you didn't think it was harlem you would think it was like you know maybe like chicago or something like you know, somewhere where this like music is being played. It was yes. fucking awesome. So, yeah. so I don't, I think I can go plethora, but only because not because of the, in this case, it's not because of, uh, of how much diversity it is, but they stuck to their guns and didn't like, um, it, they stuck to the guns. I mean, it seemed like Harlem and feel like, Harlem. Yes. and it, it felt like, um, it felt like you were there and you could actually like smell like there was there was a part in the show. I can't remember where he's walking down uh, a street in Harlem and there's like smoke coming out of the uh, sidewalk, which I remember mm-hmm. all the time in like the uh, in New York like that. And it almost like I could almost smell the streets, but that's maybe <laughs> because I've been there, you know, like I could yeah. smell like I could close my eyes and pretend I was walking down the street of, of New York or Harlem like it was that good. But but for none of us that have been there, like I've been to New York City once and, I've, you know, Jersey a couple times, but 
never went to like Manhattan or to uh Yeah, you went to the sightseeing uh, parts like when I took right. you in New York City. You didn't really Times go Square into, like, and whatnot. Yeah, we didn't hit like Chinatown, we didn't hit in little Italy. Like when you walk into those places they have a smell to it. Um Yeah. Like there's the, the, I, I've been to San Francisco and I don't remember a smell to San Francisco. I was just going to say the, the, the only thing that I've been close to that for me is is walking up all around San Francisco. What about LA? Um, You've been there. LA is not the same. It, they don't. It does. It's not. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, I guess if you go to downtown LA, but even that is not like is nothing like New York or or even San Francisco. It's completely different. Um, San Francisco is probably the closest thing, probably because it's a it's a coastal city. I mean, I know L.A. is, but but also it's um, in an an area in California that stays really cool. It's not hot ever. So, um, you know, in L.A., it gets it gets hot. So I think in in New York and, and San Francisco have this sort of like same kind of climate, I'd almost say, with the exception of I think in New York, it snows. Does it snow in New York? Yeah, so, yeah I think it does. So San Francisco, it doesn't snow, but but it's cool, and in the wintertime, it's pretty cold there. Um, yeah, there's a but, there's well, a certain like not as cold mist or like musk to to certain parts of New York. Yeah, Harlem, Brooklyn, uh, New York City, Manhattan, Chinatown, Central Park. To me, anyway, have like certain I smells. Guess, I guess only maybe certain times of the year the climate would be the same. San Francisco stays pretty consistent all year round. It doesn't rain a ton or anything like it's mostly like fog and it mostly stays like in the fifties and sixties. And when it's like, when it's like in the high seventies, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love going there to watch. used to watch 49er games there. Um, during like in the September, October time. But anyway, um, yeah, the, the definitely, I mean, they, they capture the city and, and for someone that's, I've never been there. It felt like a, a real world, place it felt like it very like come to life and um and i i I dug that a lot um and the music like you said just completely um just completely made it even more real and it was like a whole nother character just like the city was really gave it the look and feel so we got um we got we got uh what do we have we have iron fist next Yes, right? and then we have then it goes defenders right, and then it goes back to Daredevil or Jessica Jones. I think so, and I think somewhere in there we might see Punisher. I don't know. Um, I heard that, but I don't know if that's going to be connected to to that show or I not. I don't know the defenders well enough to know if if Punisher is part of that because Punisher really just goes out on his own and does his own thing. That's kind of what I'm thinking is maybe they'll pop in and out of the Punisher show. I don't, I mean, who knows? They, they can do anything they want. And like you were saying earlier, like I had this weird inkling that like Jessica Jones or, or Matt Murdock, someone was going to show up like toward the end, like Claire was going to call somebody and be like, Hey, we need you. Or something like I, I felt that, so I'm like, okay, this they're those shows are so well connected that you kind of feel that a little bit that they're around. Well, they're literally know? just so, like a, they're literally like a ten mile drive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that shit's ha- like so. Uh, you know when when the Avengers go out fighting, they're they're fighting all over the world. When the defenders fight, they're just one neighborhood over. <laughs> so, right, <laughs> right. So Matt Murdock's like, can I? About it. 
Matt Murdock just he just calls it Uber, and Uber will take him there. Well, that's what that's what like uh, <laughs> Mariah Dillard said on that one of the one of the news things that she did. She referenced Jessica Jones killing. Um, fuck, what's his name? What was his name in the show? Purple Man, or yeah, um, some. How they, I don't remember his name, but yeah, Purple Man. Like they, she references him or her. Sorry, uh, uh, killing him, slapping his neck. It's like because it just happens in like the neighborhood over, you know. Yes. So, yeah. So they're not very far cool. apart. So, so like, there's no doubt that like Matt Murdock was watching the news and saw all the shit that was happening with Luke Cage. Right. Absolutely, and and by referencing all that Avengers stuff, I mean this could possibly be the craziest crossover stuff ever if they ever do it. But I mean, well, they're kind they, of setting it up if they want to do it. They. I thought I thought the Russo brothers came out and said that they're not going to be in it, but I don't know if they're really? just trying to throw us off. Yeah, in the Infinity War. Yeah, because um, because um, they said a while back that the Guardians. Well, actually, it wasn't Russo brothers. It was um, what the hell's the director's name? James Gunn said that the the Guardians will not show up in the Infinity War, and then all of a sudden, like what a month ago. It was yeah. revealed that they will be in it. So, like, every time they said somebody's not going to be in it, Spider-Man, we don't have. Spider-Man shows up. Guardians ain't going to be in Infinity Wars. He shows up. Doctor Strange, which I don't think was supposed to be in it. Now he's yeah. in it. Yeah, so, they just announced yesterday he's in it. Or a couple so days I don't, ago. I don't, like, I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, like, I don't know what Daredevil could possibly do against Thanos and his people. Um, Jessica Jones and, and Luke Cage could definitely help. Um, definitely Iron Fist too, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. You know, the only thing I could figure is Thanos is going to bring some sort of army, but he wouldn't really need to if he's got the gauntlet and all the stones. He could just do it. Well, he's kind of like he's kind of like Dark Side. He has an army too. You know, they both have armies. Yeah, that's curious. Uh, yeah, but now that they're not doing part one and part two, they're like they're two separate movies. I don't know what they're going to do because I I felt the the Vol- the the Ultron movie was. Not as I mean, it could have been probably multi parts because Ultron is just he's in the comics for decades. He's all over the place. Yeah. So different incarnations of him. Yeah, but uh, anyway, this this was a fantastic show. I'm so I was really curious about how they were going to do it. They did a fabulous job. Um, If you guys haven't watched it, I don't know why you're listening this far. Well, um, I mean, really don't even, if you don't even if you don't even believe our rating, no, this is how good the show is. We didn't even have to give it a rating. The show is so good that we were only supposed to watch five episodes over the course of three days. We right. finished thir- we finished thirteen in less than two. Yeah, we were going to make this a, a two parter because we didn't think we can get through all thirteen, but we did because we figured out a way to do it because the show is that good. Couldn't stop watching it. You know, we i i didn't uh, I didn't do what I was supposed to do at home. <laughs> I didn't uh, run any errands like I was supposed to. Kids are starving. Um, they haven't been bathed in seventy. They were hours. starving. I mean, I went to the gym, but I still watched the show while I was at the gym. I mean, it was it's so good, and so uh, definitely have to watch it. Now, I, I'm really after watching it. I want to go back and watch Jessica Jones now because it's been like a year since I've seen that. But I want to go back and see it just because I love Luke Cage that much. I want to see him in, in that show again. Yeah. So. Um, really, really freaking good. I'm just really stoked the way Marvel's going right now. And Iron Fist, bring it on, baby. It's it's coming. And uh, I can't wait for that either. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, Luke Cage in a nutshell. 
Um, that's episode 47 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs>